You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy Gangster Gurry back, 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 back again, bitch. And welcome back to Mystic Moments Podcast, where I'm bringing a little wisdom and mysticism to your week. And welcome back, baby girl. We are back in the building. It's been some time. You know, mama had to do a little bit of a rejuvenation, okay? Had to celebrate my 30th birthday. So shout out to the Dirty 30, turned 30 on October 27th. Shout out to all my Scorpios out there. Scorpio gang, gang, gang. And um, I'm very excited to talk to you guys about what's been going on with me. Um, Also introduce you to my first very special guest that is dialing in all the way from Philadelphia. Um, I want to go ahead and introduce you to my special guest for the day. Papa Boko is in the building. Kisses. Hello. (laughs) So how about you tell the ethers, our listeners, who you are? Um, your social media handles, and then could you run them your big three as well for us? Yes. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Papa Boko. Um, I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you, Gangster Gurry, for having me on. I am first and foremost and proudly and um, forever and always a tarot practitioner. Um, my basis, my love, uh, my practice. And I'm also uh, a sidereal astrologer. Uh, working and learning um, as a student uh, of that whole new wave that we're going into. So that's uh, mainly my, my, who I am and intuitive and all of that. But I do identify um, with the tarot energy forever and always. So that's mainly and always, I feel like, who I am. And right. uh, my big three. So... Since I am a sidereal astrologer, I'll run through those first and then give you all my tropical. Not that there's much of a difference when it comes to the big three, lucky for me. Mm-hmm. I have my son in the sign of Cancer. Uh, I have my ascendant in Pisces. And my moon is in the lovely Scorpio. Ooh. Yeah. So and all water. All water. I'm all water. All, all water. God all fluidity fluidity oh. but that's the only water i have the rest of my chart is a secret for right now oh come um, on it is a secret because that is very very information that's information you don't share with the collective like that you know what i'm saying so mm. but i have you know but it is my core and yes i am very watery for tropical same uh the same sun placement and the same ascendant placement so cancer and pisces respectively the only thing that changes is my moon, which in tropical is Sagittarius. Take that, you know, how you will. How you want to. Ooh, so that means that this season that's coming up is going to be hot fire for you, at least yes. in tropical. Yes. I mean, and the cool thing is, is that they're so close together that uh, even this new moon for y'all, for tropical folks, is going to be yeah. in Sag. So in some area you know that energy is going to still hold true for me and then in the sidereal system in which i follow a little bit more um closely it's going to be also a refresher since it's a new moon in scorpio mm-hmm. i just want to quick and say i'm not necessarily into bashing one or the other i'm just speaking the truth of what i believe is my system 
Okay, so I want to talk about your system specifically because you mentioned um, sidereal and tropical, correct? Correct. So I wanted to talk about that because for me personally, sidereal, tropical, all that stuff, like I've always wondered what is the difference? I've heard that, you know, sidereal is like, you know, in relation to, I believe, where the sun is on like the specific day of the week or whatever. And I'm always like, girl, what does that mean? Like, I be having absolutely no idea. Um, and I mean, my knowledge of tropical is very limited as well. As I always tell people, I know my fucking astrologer and I ain't about to sit here and lie like I am. So would you be able to tell the good people what the hell is the difference between sidereal and tropical? And why did you decide to follow and track sidereal compared to tropical? Yes. And when we say so, tropical, we're talking about an astrological placement. So like your Leos, your Sagittarius, like all that stuff and how it's looked at in regards to, I think, where the uh, sun's placement is um, on, at the time you're born. But go ahead. Yeah. So in line with what you're saying, it's tr the difference, the main difference, uh, or I, I guess there's two differences, two big differences because uh, they also do share similarities as well it's not you know a complete uh like a complete change from what astrology as we know it okay. but it's like the way that uh tropical astrology views where where aries begins mm -hmm. is fixed to like the equinox the vernal equinox okay. where and so like thinking of um and so thinking so it's it's tra it's saying that zero degrees aries starts at this point which is connected to the to where that line in the equinox is and i'm not by any means a physicist or any of that stuff so i don't i'm just imagining this shit in my head See. but it's just saying like just thinking of okay if i'm deciding that where if the, the sun's distance from the from the equinox um, that's where I'm tracking where, uh, how the sign, when the sign changes. So for example, uh, the summer solstice for, starts cancer season, the spring, you know, whatever solstice, I don't know if that's actually what that's called. Uh -huh. That starts, that's it started through Aries, uh, it starts, begins Aries season. Then winter is Capricorn, uh, Capricorn starts the, you know, the winter solstice and things like that. Okay. So the way that. So that's kind of where uh, the reason that it's so connected that way, because in in um, sidereal system and I guess the way that we track things, those don't necessarily correlate. So, for example, Scorpio season started actually on the 16th of November. So it's mm -hmm. not necessarily like um, like so we're a little bit later. We're not completely, you know, I think the sun and in, transitioned into, into Sagittarius like a couple of days afterwards. OK, so there's just that kind of uh just a couple like a, that slight difference it's a 24 degree difference but you know it's just meaning that things are switching yeah right so compared to uh sidereal which it the aries to us is fixed to the to the aries star like a constant a star on the celestial map so we're looking at the star and saying okay this and uh you know just me imagine me pointing to the sky right now <laughs> Okay. Being like, that is that star, which is assumably in the Aries constellation or, or there, it's going to say that's where once the sun hits there or once Venus or whatever passes through there, that is what we are going to consider. That's what the beginning of Aries and Sidereal. So that's that's like the physics difference and how we when we talk about calculation wise, that's okay. why 
signs are different, right? There's mm -hmm. still 12 zodiac signs. There's no 13. There's no there's no switch in that way. I'm glad um, you and because that, I definitely was gonna ask you about that because you know the the officious or whatever the ofish whatever it's yeah, called yeah right? whatever he's called right apicus I don't know how to say it yeah I don't even I don't even think about it that's <laughs> it's just there you know. <laughs> Uh, and like I, I, I don't know. I like to think of the ancients as they knew what they were doing, and if they were on some like intense mathematical equation, you know what? I'm just gonna give it the twelve. I'm gonna <laughs> give that to them and just Call leave it, it at that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's that. And so, for example, so you know, tropical doesn't um, doesn't it, it, like I'm saying. It's just a system which Western um, people, mainly in America, I'd say are the ones, and you know, just, I guess a lot of the West's hemisphere uses the system a, a lot more. The history mm -hmm. of that, I'm not completely sure about. I would um, talk, I would uh, look up uh, the People's Oracle, because right. she's way more knowledgeable, way, you know, uh, very shining light in that sense. But the last That's thing is, is that- Oracle, okay. Yeah, the People's Oracle, at People's Oracle, you know, they're, you'll thank me later for, guiding uh you to her okay so and then the last thing is is that uh or the last two things is that so sidereal is what vedic astrologers who were um in india mostly and, and based in the eastern hemisphere they're using the sidereal system when they do their calculations as well mm -hmm. so that's that's just somewhere where historically it's also based around you know and rooted in there and then just the last thing i it's like it's um because there are similarities it doesn't really mean it doesn't just sidereal like i'm like we're saying it's just a calculation so um but also the new wave that i the people's oracle i believe really kind of is spearheading and has um put a lot of thought into and mm -hmm. and which i agree where it's sidereal is also taking the focus um of the planetary functions kind of uh in a different way so whereas tropical we're basing it off when the sun enters or the sun this and the sun is this that's why we're always like well the sun doesn't you know people think of sun signs as this overpowering thing and right. even when you dig deep into uh, to tropical astrology you realize that that's not the case but um the reason i switched to answer your second question is because in the sidereal system it to me at least and I'm, i can't explain it particularly how but the way yeah, that it's okay, discussed yeah. right mm -hmm. people talk about it it does focus a lot on um more of the logical rootings of where the um where the the signs like personalities come out of and focusing on how the planets um make and kind of dictate not only the chart but also what like Libra and Taurus, for example, they share Venus. Mm -hmm. Venus isn't defined by Libra and Taurus. Taurus is the Taurus and Libra are defined by Venus and what Venus means. And then seeing um, just how they elements uh, modalities and how those different things kind of fit into it. And yeah. it's hard to explain in terms of, cause I'm not saying that tropical astrology doesn't have any type of quote unquote validity, but right. I switched um, I was actually reading my journals about it earlier mm -hmm. of when the moment I switched and it was because I, I, even after years of studying tropical astrology, there was just a misconnection with um, what the placements were, my Mars was, was this, and as I was getting deeper, not that it, I, it didn't not make sense at the time, I just wasn't understanding where it hit. And then I, right. you know, 
stumbled onto the people's oracle was like all right let me just see what she has to say about this and then my moon was in scorpio and that's literally that was what switched it because everything else in terms of my big three changed and i was like that's what it is moon and scorpio that's how i identify what i've been feeling and how that manifests in terms of like you know, I'm not going to get into it, but just like the Scorpio energy, I could just, I could see it. And that's what I've been looking to identify. So it's been like sad, sad in the freedom and the this. So you don't want to be in a relationship because you want to be free. Right. And it's like, no, Scorpio is saying you don't want to be in a relationship because you're afraid to trust people. And I'm like, ah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the spot. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. And just uh, last thing, it, it's also even just in terms of modality, like, my moon being in a fixed sign instead of a mutable sign because emotionally I've always been very um strong and very um like aware of my emotions and mutable mutable uh moons can kind of can kind of uh they don't like to be fixed you know what I mean I enjoy being fixed and because I am a fixed sign you know and there's those and those things kind of started to make more sense as I piece them together versus what people what we kind of laugh and say sinology where it's like oh sad i have to fit sag in a certain way versus seeing how my moon fits into these other places mm, i just say child that's a beautiful way of thinking about it i was about to say i should look that up how about we do that together how about we figure that out together Can we i think out? i already did your chart girl huh i said i feel like i already did your chart before i feel like you have we and should figure that, out what that is. That'd be fun to figure out because I feel like I think my son would be in Libra, Libra. if I'm not mistaken, because I've looked it up before. Mm-hmm. The sun in Libra, and then I don't know actually. I'd have to see your other placements and just and because uh, you know and people get people. I think are atta- that's the and and I would I'm fortunate enough to. I know I, I think fortunate enough that I don't I'm not attached to. Uh, I, at that point in my in my time, I wasn't too attached to those things, you know, to signs. Right. Like I wasn't, um, which I think is is a very good as you grow deeper into astrology, detaching yourself from like the these like these. Uh, uh, and not saying you know, and definitely not trying to make a judgment or be. Oh no, we're Debbie not Downer. passing judgment. We just spilling tea. That's yeah. So I'm saying like I like I love my Scorpio energy and I like and thankfully I have a I have a variety of different energy. But saying like, you know, with Gemini and this and that, you just learn that it's people are like, oh, you know, this sign and this, that. And it's you just start to be like, that's not even you're not you have to understand the et, what et, when you start looking at it as energy, you know, right. you start looking at it as Gemini energy is anytime somebody's having a conversation, they're 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 conducting Gemini energy. You know, anytime somebody is 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 uh, doing something with their hands, it's Virgo energy. It's or it could be, you know, it could be a bunch of different things, and you start noticing it that way uh-huh. instead of being. So I wasn't attached to Sag, I, you know, whatever my Sag moon and all of that stuff. I'm sure right. it was great, but I wasn't attached to it being in in Sagittarius. So I could. So when I saw it in Scorpio, it was like, no, I can't. Da da da. Because if I, if my moon's in Scorpio, if my moon's not in Sag, then that changes my identity versus me seeing it as I get to see myself in a different different way. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. And that's actually so beautiful. And that's part of the reason why it makes me want to look deeper into it, mainly because it's just like, there could be so much more to uncover and unpack, especially in certain gaps. Like I'll say like, I know that my Venus is in Sagittarius and I've been in the middle of my Venus return. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
there are certain aspects of Sag, um, especially in the way that I love that I know comes out. Because I will just say that I like I low key like to argue <laughs> with my man, honestly. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like like popping my shit. Like there's um somebody in my life like he's really close to me, um and he's an Aries Aries Sun Libra Rising, I think, and Aries Moon, if I'm not mistaken. And you know that Aries energy and that Sag energy, we should be yip, yip, yapping at each other. But I love it. So it's just like, I wonder if I would look at what my Venus was in Sidereal, if it would help me to look at myself even deeper. Because I've always had that understanding. You feel what I'm saying? I do. Can I, I just, I, I have it in front of me if you want. If oh, you go want ahead. Let's that right. tea. Not, you know, we don't have to spend too much time. Oh, but I was to give say, a- let's not tell all the tea. Let's just hit the big three, the Venus, and actually Mercury. I'm really interested to see since we did just get out of this Mercury retrograde. And that's what we're about to talk about. Yeah, well, the Mercury, yeah. And so just so we, just as a reminder, the Mercury retrograde stationed at, in Sidereal at three degrees Scorpio. But mm-hmm. it went back and it went back and stationed direct at 17 degrees Libra. Okay. So with that being said, your Mercury is indeed in Libra. Mm-hmm. Um, so at yeah, one degree Libra, so let's we, that could also so seeing how this retrograde and then how things pass the retrograde until yeah. it, we go back into Scorpio, maybe mm-hmm. seeing how you've thought uh, of your like your relationships differently, how you've thought of um, the way you're communicating, how how you use your communication to create balance and peace, uh, and how that works because. Um, and how you're using your words to express yourself in a way that that doesn't um, not I don't want to say past judgment, but communicates what you want without having to uh, be pe- like go down to a, a low vibration and petty. And, no, yeah, you're right. Petty. Be petty. No, you're right. You're right. Clock me. It's okay. I can take it. I'm that's all. Good. That's all I'm saying. So your big three. You're actually a lot of air. It's <laughs> Aquarius ascendant ew sorry ew. <laughs> go ahead girl and then moon in uh moon in virgo hmm. and sun in libra very interesting that is a very huge shift that is a huge shift we'd yeah. have to sit on that one right i have to sit on that one because that opens up a whole lot of other shit for me and your venus oh do you want the venus out there mm-hmm. the venus is a uh, scorpio <laughs> i'm i'm done actually the episode of this podcast <laughs> is over thank you guys so much for listening it has been so great having you i'm out like <laughs> which either way your your venus is intense in whatever system you want to look at it in let's just say that see that is so true Woo, child well i can't even take no more because this actually makes sense about um, all of the things that I've been experiencing lately as far as like what I've been looking for. Um, so I recently just had my trip to Los Angeles. I will say that um, I just filmed with BuzzFeed. So shout out to that. Shout out to the Congrats. opportunity that I did. Thank you so much. Um, Black people do tarot readings for the first time and I got to be the reader. So it was a wonderful opportunity and it should be out sometime at the beginning or middle of December. I should be uh, hearing back in regards to some details very, very soon, but I was traveling for that reason. And then, you know, decided to meet some clients, uh, meet some friends, hang out while I was in Los Angeles. And of course I fell into 
the proverbial hole of, uh, not literally, but figuratively, of meeting a man and thinking that he was the one and then being, you know, like, eh, actually, no, you're not, but you're helping me to recognize what it is that I appreciate in my friendships and what I appreciate um, as far as just like in relationships. You know, I had to reformat, I think, my thought process around the way that I love as far as like getting closer to the person and thinking like, how do I say this? You know, what they lack or what they don't match up to in regards to what I'm looking for compared to what they've brought to the table and what I'm appreciative of. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That mentality in regards to it. And I feel like that is low-key, very Scorpio energy, very deep, very transformative in the way that I've loved because I think um, the way that I've looked at relationships and valued them for so long, um, it was just like the very basic principle of presence um, that I really, I think, was looking for in companions or friendships or what have you. And as I get older, I realize I need more of that deep, that deep shit, you know, that go to sleep thinking or talking to each other, wake up the next morning with something to say, conversation, mm-hmm. not all the time, but at least throughout the day and shit like that. Like I've learned so much about myself over the last couple of weeks. And I feel like this transit into 30 um, has been such a wild time. And I feel like now knowing all these things about, I'm still sick at that ascendant in Aquarius. Like I'm sick. But can I ask you a question too? When was your birth? Do you mind you telling me when your birthday was? Yeah, it was the 27th of October. So the new moon in Scorpio was my birthday. Okay, but let me let me just spill a little more tea for you. Which, <laughs> uh, so, um, I got my cup, girl. Let me sit down. Yes, I, take a seat. So. Oh, because that day, okay, are you ready? That day, the, uh, the new moon was in Libra, right? Mm-hmm. In Sidereal. So, let's, so let's, just, let's just take your Sidereal chart and thinking, let's, your sun in your Sidereal chart was at 10 degrees Libra. Is that 10 degrees Libra? Okay. The new moon on the 27th was at 10 degrees Libra. Mm-hmm. So that means it's, so without even getting into the, the, the intensity of what transits and all that stuff is, it's saying that the the moon, the sun and the moon on the twenty on your birthday was at the same exact degree that it was thirty whenever you were born. Oh wow. However many however many years ago that was. Yeah. The same degree. Mm-hmm. And your um and then Venus, that's the same day your Venus return started. Because yep. Venus just entered Scorpio um that day. Mm-hmm. So that's something refreshing uh so the tea was just that i and i guess for me it's it's when you get into the really deep astrology you're like te- like those degrees matter yeah, so you're yeah. you it's a it's not only just a refresher it's an intense refresher and that is something to to think about of how all of that energy is being re-given rejuvenated reset and then um just and then right then you're beginning your venus return you're beginning a new journey um uh, which just ended on the 21st of uh november so just thinking mm-hmm. of all so of the different today. lessons yeah so it just ended today yeah look at that well already then i'm i'm sick that means that uh i it's have a big year for you yeah it's been quite a transformative last couple of weeks to be quite honest and um we'll have to talk offline y'all should hit me up in my twitter account at gangsta Gurry and be like well girl what happened because bitch i got tea to spill i may have to do a youtube video on this one but I want to go ahead and take a, a quick little break so that way we can get into the star summary and then the tarot tea of the week. Um, but go ahead. I want to push it to our sponsors and um, the network. Shout out to Flawless Noises Media Network, the 
hub or the umbrella, as I like to say, of where I'm able to do this work, where they have been supporting me, been helping me to get to this point. So I want to pass it off to them, pass it off to our sponsors. We'll be right back. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us through this little break that we just had. What we are going to do now is we are going to jump into the star summary. So as you know, the star summary, how can you get your goal started this week, baby girl? And with the star summary, what we are going to be focusing on this week, um, we're going to be looking at it in two different ways. We're going to be looking at the tropical meaning, and we'll be looking at this sidereal meaning. So we're going to talk about Mercury retrograde. We obviously all just went through Mercury retrograde. What that was like for us in Mercury going direct now, we just went through the last retrograde of the decade. Isn't that amazing? And it's a fucking blessing. And then what we will be talking about also are the new moons that are coming up. So the new moon is Sagittarius in Tropical, and this would be the new moon in Scorpio that's going to be coming up in Sidereal, correct? Correct. Yes. All right. So, I mean, everybody want to know. So let's go ahead and talk about it. What's going on with Mercury retrograde, child? We didn't made it direct. These last couple of weeks have been wild. And the reason why they've been wild is because we have been having to really confront the truth in regards to situations that we knew were difficult. I know that me personally, I had to have a very uh, difficult conversation with my best friend in regards to just like relationships and just like not showing up for each other the way that we know that we should. Um, I experienced just a lot of, you know, not necessarily frustration, but more just like clarity because of me noticing I've changed, if that makes sense. Like the way I think has changed, the way that I process has changed, the way that I do things has changed. And everybody may or may not be present for said change, but that doesn't mean that I got to stop myself from doing what I got to do, if that makes sense. How about you? I, the, this retrograde's actually been good. It's been vibrating my eighth house, um, okay. which is to me been kind of uh, just about um, more of the occult, just that teachings and that stuff that's I feel like been the theme for me uh in terms of that retrograde especially because it was just mostly in Libra and then uh when it when it had actually stationed retrograde was in uh three degrees Scorpio so it was hitting my Uh ninth house a little bit but just kind of barely so I was maybe seeking a little bit of knowledge and then trying to understand how um what I don't have how can I uh or what do other people have and what um, resources do the people that I know and I'm, I'm around have and especially mm-hmm. with Libra how do I how was I essentially um, being able to connect with them in that genuine way 
to be able to get what, not what I need from them, but to be able to access and tap into the knowledge, the resources. So like my cousin who I was uh, connecting to, to figure, to ask a couple questions about um, some of my ancestors, because she knew a little bit of information or she knew some information and even my aunt and my family. And I think that that's, um, although feels my new, it was a very um, interesting uh, conversation because that did is what led to a lot of what I'm going through right now. So mm -hmm. I think the retrograde definitely helped um, me revisit those conversations. And I think, um, oh wait, no, because I, and then I had retro, like, because the retrograde in Scorpio also connects kind of to what was going on back in like last year, November, actually as well. Mm -hmm. So that was when I had gone back to the Dominican Republic after a really long time. So I was just kind of tracking those two conversations, those conversations, because um, a lot of Libra had happened then too. Like a new moon in Libra had happened when I was over there. Venus was retrograding actually also in um, Libra at that time. So I think mm -hmm. um, that connection with the stars, it's something to always think about and what I was thinking about so um Mercury what was Mercury bringing back from the Venus retrograde um and not necessarily as 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 uh intensely as the Venus retrograde <laughs> whatever it brings back from its previous retrograde mm -hmm. just thinking of the conversations and the topics and what was I thinking about and talking about um during the new moon in Libra on last year and then during just that retrograde cycle in total so mm -hmm. that's how it's been going for me. It's I actually, like I said, I like retrogrades. Um, the, my train was annoyingly late a lot, but it's fine. You know, I just <laughs> learned how to live. It, it, it came in handy when yeah. I had to, when I was running late. So that's kind of just how I was taking it. No, I respect it, and like that's I definitely had a lot of travel delays. Like even when I was flying back from Los Angeles, like. I remember they had the, they said, one of the fuel tanks isn't working, but we're going to fly with it anyway. We just have to get it cleared <laughs> off. I was like, girl, what? I was like, wow. Um, but no, I definitely agree with the, I feel like retrograde just makes things clear for me. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I look back at every single retrograde that we've experienced, at least through this year, because like, you know, I can think back to certain moon cycles and stuff. But like, let's be real, unless I look at the material, which means go back into my handy dandy notebook and look at what I wrote. I don't remember what the fuck I was thinking about. I just see what the results are based off of where I remember my energy was at this time in a certain time. Um, so this year was very much about just like clarity. I feel like within the first retrograde that we had, it was like me coming out of a relationship. So like, I think figuring out my self-worth and my value my the second retrograde was all about just like I think that happened in the midst of me celebrating me living in New York for five years so it was very much about me just like thinking about the journey that I had been on and this one has been about relationships and friendships and like how are people showing up for me because I show up for everybody fucking else so how are you gonna show up for me bitch like things have changed so how you gonna adjust to the change because what I used to do is not who I am anymore and you also have to remind myself that even though it's not that's not who I who I am anymore it is a version of it is a version of me so still respect the growth still respect the journey absolutely and that's what libra is all about that's all I'm saying. listen listen <laughs> and my moon be quaking child my moon <laughs> so um going into the 
Mercury direct period. So we obviously know that Mercury retrograde, it just went direct on November 20th, which is technically yesterday. This today is November 21st. Um, and we know that there's the post retrograde season, um, which is going to last from November 20th to December 7th. Um, so there was an article that I was reading on Refinery29. It says, during this period, we will be revisiting the story that began during the pre-retrograde shadow period on October 11th. This is our third shot to revise the story. Choose the narrative and ending wisely. Keep receipts from holiday shopping. Be mindful of travel plans and avoid arguments with family, all of which may be hard as secrets and scandals will be revealed. Be careful and be mindful. So this is all about us being careful. I mean, this is the holiday season. So, I mean, that shit makes sense. We can't be popping off on grandma while we're trying to cut the pavo. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we're trying to cut the turkey. I'm trying to have a nice moment. So it's all about just reminding myself, like, because I think one of my biggest themes has been checking my own energy first and making sure that I'm not tripping before I, you know, attack. Because, you know, that Scorpio's thing that she be coming out, especially because she didn't hit 30. She's real mature and real honest, okay? So I just always have to check my emotions um, in regards to addressing people and communicating and making sure that people know, don't don't come over here with that bullshit. Don't come Mm -hmm. come over here because I will cluck cluck that ass, okay? Yeah, I think definitely that's something I like retrograde, um, like I was saying with Libra, even though, you know, whatever, vibrating eighth house, won't get into too much jargon, but I think that it definitely um taught me at least um and helped me revisit even if it didn't necessarily happen externally but just internally i was able to revisit um boundaries um with my relationships with people with my relationships just even with my parents um and my work and things where you're like i didn't think i had anything um you know rooted here i thought it was just kind of um, normal but you start to see um as you heal you start to see parts that more clearly that are unhealed um and that need a little bit more attention um or where you're still kind of carrying things that no longer which is a very scorpio energy as well uh where it's like we just kind of hold on to these things so i'm reacting scorpio energy meaning that there's there's a lesson that you learn so you kind of move throughout your life making sure that that lesson that you that it's like i've learned this lesson so i don't ever want to be hurt again so i'm never going to do this thing um and that kind of uh doesn't because it's a very survival mode type way um water all that energy uh but i think that that's what i definitely was learning with that break into libra just being like okay how do i how can i now address these things how do i um set these boundaries and how do i ensure that uh that i keep them and why why am i even putting them up in the first place and that's i think a lot of the lessons that have been going on this at least from what I've seen, this last couple, um, this retrograde at, at the very least, because um, I felt like earlier this year was like, in, for us, it was in Pisces, and then it was in Gemini, um, it went back into Cancer. So it's just been a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Um, so just seeing how the Libra break kind of got us out of um, the emotional realm that at some points can be a little overwhelming, and thinking of how am I, how can we create peace even though peace doesn't have to necessarily mean we're talking. Peace yeah. is you knowing how I feel, me feeling com- comfortable the way that I just expressed that, you expressing yourself, and us kind of just coming to the agreement that, you know, I guess it just it won't work, but there's no hard feelings. I don't want to harbor energy towards you. Yeah, because there's no, there's no, um, 
there's no reason to hold that energy like as far as like we we are mature enough to know when something is closing up and when we got to move on and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that child it's just about doing what's necessary to keep it moving keep it shaking and make sure you know what i'm saying like we got to protect ourselves and our energy first before we because we got to show up for us before we can show up for anybody else exactly so go ahead because i feel like you were about to drop some other tea oh no i was i mean i was just gonna kind of talk about um the new moon a little bit oh my god uh, me too stop reading my mind i love when <laughs> i do more this shit with somebody else that does the work because i'd be like oh bitch we in sync mama so go ahead you know? talk I was just gonna. I was gonna kind of just. Um, we'll talk about it being, you know, new moon in Scorpio. New moons being um, kind of refreshing. It's when you when there's no when you can't see the light of the moon. Uh, that's the cycle, and it really just talks about beginnings and um, and beginnings being almost to me like a purging, a releasing, a kind of cleaning house. Um, the full moon reveals a lot, and then you're spending that time kind of hand like the uh the, as it's waning mm-hmm. um just kind of taking time and and energy to be like okay so from what i've gathered and revealed what do i need to make space for um to then bring in uh so that for the new moon i can begin the harvest once again and i just want to uh mention something like i also think with uh what i there's some good advice that i got from tatiana tarot i'm just trying to shout out yes my, that's my good my sister oh and she's like my best friend in my head she's my mom yes it's like you know so she definitely she said you know you don't always need to do these new moon rituals these new moon things and i know i was and not saying that there's anything wrong with people who do those things i feel do what resonates with you Mm -hmm. um but i just want to speak to that because it helped me kind of um calm down a little bit when there's this this need of always trying to like so when i'm saying releasing and purging and all this other stuff it never doesn't always have to be this dramatic like burning of a letter and and doing this big ritual and doing all of these different things and having to every you know because that girl that's every two weeks like that's a lot to be doing or that's like once a month like that's just a lot to be doing all the time you know especially listen who got time i got shit going on like girl it's all about the intention at the end of the day you know yeah and the important part is is that it takes time too you the intention yeah. has to you know and i uh just really quick side note because i've been the stuff i've been getting into which i'm sure you'll be happy happy to hear about is candle magic mm-hmm. and um spirit like brought me to this really great book um which is it's called a little book of candle magic by uh, dj something i'm gonna have to send you the name um but anyway something that they said was you know that that these those intentions take time and it's kind of like you have to let the situations be able to play out so if you're making an intention or you do an intention during let's just say a new moon but you have every right to do you have to be almost prepared to wait the six months because until the full moon in scorpio kind of comes back once Taurus yeah. season begins once the sun moves into Taurus, like that's a more appropriate uh thought of like or a more appropriate way of, of expecting when things are going to kind of turn out it won't happen in the next full moon and sometimes i feel like it's miscommunicated so not always every time so what i'm saying that to say is that with this new moon in scorpio um it's not it doesn't always it doesn't manifestation doesn't always have to be the key word here 
Um, what I think with Scorpio and just since we've been doing a lot of Scorpio and there's eclipses happening in Scorpio next year too. I think that it's definitely, um, and the, the thing about Scorpio is just trying to heal those wounds, um, of like, uh, of feeling where your autonomy, your emotional autonomy has been, has felt robbed or felt, um, invalidated and kind of mm -hmm. figuring out how you can refresh those things. So, Whereas in old relationships, so um, for example, like if you're in a relationship, if you were in an old relationship where you felt your needs and your emotional needs um, invalidated, feeling like I didn't, I couldn't express myself or when I did, it wasn't acknowledged or all of these different things. And now I'm taking the narrative of my feelings are secondary, that when I get into a relationship, my feelings need to be secondary in order for me to um, make this relationship work, which is, could be like a negative Libra expressed, you know, but, and in, um, Scorpio, it's, it could be intense where you're, where you're holding on to that. You're just getting into every relationship, um, thinking that carrying that burden because you're, um, or you're not getting into relationships at all. Cause you don't want to, you feel like I don't want to compromise myself. So therefore uh -huh. getting into a relationship compromises me, which is a, a Scorpio on a low vibration kind of, uh, and believe me, I know because I'm Scorpio moon, just like, you're like, you know, I'd just rather be alone and, and just barren and doing nothing, right. you know, with nobody than just be hurt again. So just taking maybe, so what I think, especially with all of this energy passing and uh, the, and Mercury still going into, into Scorpio as well, it's going to be mm -hmm. transiting that. It's not even going to leave the shadow, like you were saying, until around the 7th of December yeah. anyway. Mm -hmm. And it, that's, the shadow is three is like uh i think it's like three like three degree scorpio like it's so early in the scorpio energy that mm -hmm. um it still has a not that long but it's still a little ways to go yeah so i just was so all of that again to say that this new moon in scorpio energy could be taking some time to refresh and journal and think about what do i not want to carry emotionally any longer and what narratives do i still hold on to or that i feel um, or situations that have robbed me from my emotional autonomy and how do I better um, use the Libra energy to be more a little bit more I'm going to express myself and allow you to have your opinion allow you to have your thing but still feel like what I'm doing and what I'm um, which is more the Scorpio energy feeling like I'm I feel this way and that's what I feel and that's how I'm going to do and that's what it's going to be and then, um, but not having to, uh, learning how to let other people live as well. So it's like, if somebody doesn't, isn't going to listen to you, like we just have to, you know, no tea, no shade, let's just stop the conversation. And mm -hmm. I'm doing this because I have to exit this conversation because it's no longer benefiting me. It's actually a detriment to my emotional health. So yeah, no shade, but I'm just going to go and just learning the strength to do that. So just taking, that's what I think. Um, a lot with this new moon as we're going into the end of the year, just thinking of how you can utilize that energy. Mm. Listen, you just read me because you read my whole fucking life over the last couple of weeks, Tristan. Like that's literally what this new energy has been like for me. So I feel like, especially because we're going into Sagittarius season and tropical, mm -hmm. it makes me think about like, how do I allow the fire that I have created in this new moon and Scorpio season to roar from all accounts, okay? Mm -hmm. So like I take uh, what you've said because it's like the idea of finding that balance in all of my interactions and that, that idea of knowing what Libra is, it's like the scales, like that energy kind of like 
excuse me, feeling as though, you know, what you're giving out is what you're receiving back. And if not, if it does not find, um, I guess, like the link properly, then baby girl, this is not what we're supposed to be doing. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what I feel like is coming up with the new moon in Sagittarius, because it's actually stationing at um, four degrees in Sagittarius. And according to the Astrology King, astrologyking.com, um, it says that it's going to bring chaotic change and rebellion. And it says it's because it's directly linked to Mars, which is opposite Uranus, which is going to cause one of the, dismo- the most disruptive influences in astrology. So this is all about just like really standing your ground, kind of like what we were talking about before, or what you are talking about is on the way as far as like, you know, standing your ground. It makes me think of very just like seven of wands energy in a sense, um, mm-hmm. slash transitioning into like very good, like eight of wands in a sense. Um, I feel like that's where things are headed right now, moving into Sagittarius season. And I feel like this is going to be the precursor for everybody's 2020 that we are coming up into. Um, I also feel like, well, this specifically, this new moon, it says it aligns with, um, well, do you know if it, it says it aligns with a star that offers power, money, and success, um, but only for those who react with forethought and strategy to the rapidly changing conditions ahead. So this is all about the idea of being adaptable. How do we allow ourselves to be adaptable? How do we allow ourselves to remind um, remind just our spirit we do deserve and more is coming? Um, so if you get like, you know, a promotion, you know, I would say that's pretty much in line for what the energy is saying. Like if you are finally recognized, like, I mean, I'll be honest about it. I'm expecting what I filmed to come out during this time, you know, this time period. Um, It should be coming out probably within the next couple of weeks or right after the new moon in um, Sagittarius kind of like transits and we go into the full moon cycle. So it makes pretty good sense that this is very much like hmm, chaotic change and rebellion, not just for our personal selves, but in the universe and like all around us. So it's very much like win or lose energy. Like, are you going to win? Are you going to look at a quote unquote loss as an opportunity to win another lesson? That's kind of what's coming up. Um, And it's just contemplating what feels exciting for you, what feels purposeful for you. Why are you even putting your energy into what you are doing and why are you giving, you know, certain things a time of day? It's just kind of like really focusing on um, your vision and how you can allow your vision to be the most ideal thing that works out for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, And the question, sorry, excuse me. Uh, The question for Scorpio too, and that the, the new moon and Scorpio energy is like, are are you going to hold on to the hurt and the, cause this is a lesson and I'm saying this from a deep part of my like Scorpio moon heart where it's a lesson I've learned and had to come to face with. So I think, and I think that's what new moons are, are good for. It's, it's what are you wanting to bring into the next cycle? And it's asking that question. Um, and, and just from my interpretation, what I believe um, it, it's asking as well is that how are, what are you, what are you going to take, and you know trauma is a buzzword now and i don't necessarily mm. want to use it that mm. way but are you are you almost taking the bag what bag are you going to take the baggage you know are you going to continue to take this are you going to continue to keep the narrative that everybody's out to hurt you that's you know the scorpio paranoia are you going to take are you going to continue to hold that energy and let that be what dictates what your <clears throat> your um situation are you going to hold on to your um, your need to be hurt? You know that because Scorpio mm-hmm. energy with Mars ruling it, it's anger drives it. And in 
uh, 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 the moon in the placement of Scorpio is at its fall. Like it doesn't operate at all in its best capacity because it's almost like it only has two modes. You know, it's like the moon mode, which is, you know, uh, feeling compassion, understanding into, you know, that, that mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, empathy energy and then Mars. And of course, it's going to overtake Mars is going to overtake it because Mars rules Scorpio. So that it's just that anger, aggression to the point you know, ready to just go, you know, attack in that type uh, and, and this in the emotional realm. And it's asking, okay, are you always going to be ready to fight? Are you always going to be ready for someone to um, hurt you or betray you or this? Are you going to continue to take that mentality with whatever you've discovered or whatever has happened to you? Are you going to continue to take that and let it be your story? Um, mm -hmm. And that, you know, is, can be very triggering. Uh, yeah. And it could just, and it feels kind of like, a, like it's not really there. Like, what does that really mean? But I think it's the way, and what, what I say when I'm talking about narrative and how are you telling your story, it's how are you, how are your actions, how are your actions reflecting that? So with Scorpio and that energy, it's like, are you, when someone says a comment, are you going to then re have to react to it because you want that person to know that you're not the kind of person to mess with and all of these things that are rooted in hurt when yeah. the person was just joking you know what i mean or they thought you were they were close enough that they could just make a joke or they didn't understand what how deep it was going to affect you and instead of you coming and and you know it's just that aggression takes over and thinking because you're triggered by that and instead and what scorpio is asking this new moon is asking it's like are you gonna uh, what parts of yourself need that refreshment need a little bit more like you know let's not be so aggressive let's you know be a little bit more empathetic and not saying that i'm i'm that's giving a pass to anybody it's keeping that scorpio energy of my feelings are my feelings for sure new moon is asking okay but how are you taking other people's feelings also into consideration if that stands true for you it has to be true for other people as well so how do we how do we um manage that true it's all about managing all of those different parts and learning how to just like allow them to live in conjunction with each other mm -hmm. um and then just like remembering that your energy is not it's not it's like constant but it's not a constant if that makes sense like it's always going to be present but just like you have to kind of like move with it um according to what's going to be best for you and like if you make like you know you made the I guess the example in regards to just like, you know, oh, I'm not the person to be fucked with, da, 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 like don't mess with like girl. But at the end of the day, like, what are you learning from this? I was going to say, there's so many people that come to me and it's just like, they want to change. They want to shift. And it may not be the most loving way or the most like, you know, caressing way that something comes into their life that they have to be forced to change. But at the end of the day, it's just like, well, what did you learn from it? You know, and how do you allow this lesson to help you to move forward based off of um, the truth and the direction that you see yourself going? And I feel like that's very much like we're in preparation season um, for next year. And it's all about preparing ourselves with the most um, the most lucrative version of self that we know that we are aspiring to be and making sure that all the work is done on the back end, like in hindsight. So that way, the direction that we're going is going to be the most beneficial. Exactly. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Look at that, T. So, 
I actually, I was about to say, do you have anything else? Because I feel like we've talked about a lot. There's a lot of information for people to take in. And it's just like, just in preparation for what's coming up in these new moon cycles. It's all about, for me, thinking about how you can stay focused on your personal success, what that looks like for you, and not necessarily not apologizing for it, but learning how to be tactful with your energy. Um, Because when I think of Sagittarius, I think of it having like that fiery energy, that fiery self, but being a little bit more, um, what's the word? Like they're a little bit more mature in regards to how they share their energy and how they share their passion and how they share their direction when they've done the work. So I feel like how can you um, emulate this at the highest version is kind of like the message for what people should be thinking about over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. And if I could sum up mine, it would be, or the new moon in um, Scorpio would be, how in what areas can you be a little bit more vulnerable and be vulnerable in strength being meaning with all that you've learned and all that you've discovered about yourself how can you approach a vulnerable situation more informed more open more willing and more engaging while standing your ground but being um, aware of the different aspects that are taking place as well Mm-mm-mm. come on message well we're going to drop a, a quick little break so that way you guys can, you know, go get your popcorn, go get your water refill, and then we'll be back with the tarot team. Thank you for listening to the Mystic Moments podcast with your host, Gary, a.k.a. Gangsta Gurry. In case you didn't know, you can find this podcast on major listening platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button, folks. And if you want to keep up with the show on social media, search for Mystic Moments Podcast on Facebook or at Mystic Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And take this opportunity to familiarize yourself with Flawless Noises Media Network. Go to FlawlessNoises.com for more information. And for bonus content from Gary and other hosts on the network, subscribe to our Patreon by going to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises. Now, let's get back to the mysticism. And I ain't talking about Dr. Strange. Welcome back, bitches. All right, so let's hop into the tarot tea real quick for the week. I know that we've had a couple of different breaks and shit like that throughout the episode, but y'all know y'all was tired because I'm running y'all. We running y'all ragged as a team, okay, running in tandem. However, what I've done for this week that's coming up, or the actual, the next couple of weeks, I started thinking about the new moon in Sagittarius since this energy is going to be very thick, very prominent, and very prevalent. And what I did was stretch this out from the dates November 26, 2019 to December 12, 2019. So specifically, this is in regards to the new moon in Sagittarius that is about to start and the full moon in, I believe, Gemini in tropical zodiac or tropical readings or tropical understanding. I don't know what it's called. But I'm just trying to say in tropical. All right. Basically, the full moon in Gemini in um, tropical zodiac or tropical understanding, just so that way you guys know what you need to be doing. Um, and for you, um, what would it be? What uh, moon signs would these be? This would be the new moon in Scorpio and the full moon in Taurus, correct? Correct. It'll be at 29 degrees, so it'll just be in Taurus. Ooh, okay, fantastic. Okay, so the largest message over the next couple of weeks is all about maintaining your cool, maintaining your calm head, and knowing that at the end of the day, you know that the journey is starting up, but it's all about how you decide to show up for the journey, knowing that you have something to learn at the end of the day, and you've always been in control of your emotions. 
So the first card that appeared was the King of Swords. And the King of Swords is all about being in control of the thoughts, having a very clear, calm, cool head. The key teaching is sometimes wisdom requires a cool head and the voice of experience. So this is about you asking for help sometimes or having somebody that can teach you something, but they may not be making a deeper connection. How do you get deeper? How do you allow yourself to not respond with emotional reactions and emotional issues and remind yourself that you can always be logical. You can always be practical in your responses. The Nine of Wands comes up after the fact saying that you may be battered and bruised and you may have to fight to live and survive another day, but that's gonna make for a nice change of pace. So you have to remind yourself, are you using your energy on the precious issues, like the precious things that don't matter, like on the very smallest things, are you giving your energy to this or are you in a space where you need to be focused elsewhere? You're at the beginning of a brand new journey, which is represented in the fool. So earlier this week, shout out to um, Lineal Healer on Twitter and on Instagram or Jury. He and I did a um, Tarot for Beginners class earlier this week or this past Sunday. Um, and basically what we talked about is the journey of the tarot. The journey begins with the fool. That's like the uh, very brand new beginnings, very just like new, fresh, want to try everything out energy. And you are at the very beginning of something brand new. You may not believe it. You just have to take a leap of faith and you haven't been taking a leap of faith or you are going to have to take a very large one into the depths or like the, uh, the deep waters of Darien Lake. Like you want to take a deep leap into whatever it is that's going to open you up to your new reality, your new endeavors, where you can keep that cool head and keep that calm mind. The Empress is next, signifying abundance, nurturing, and female power, which is also followed up by the Queen of Cups. So the fact that the Empress and the Queen of Cups show up in a reading back to back is telling you very deeply, get into your divine feminine bag. How can you be creative? How can you allow your emotions to be balanced with your logical self? That's how you get to all of the abundance that you've been looking for and be able to manifest your truth. It's all about tapping into feeling and knowing that your feelings are still valid when you know how to come to them with a calm mind. Sometimes we get so caught up in our own personal energy and our own personal situations that we forget. Everybody else needs some love too. And if you lead with love, you are more than welcome and probably more, more liable to receive whatever it is that you deserve and whatever it is that you want. The key teaching for the Queen of Wands is find those who will nurture you and your endeavors and open yourself to their gifts. So this is something I want to say. If you have an endeavor or something like that that you are trying to start up and trying to start up for quite some time, or if you have other people in your life that are starting businesses, starting careers, doing something that is aligned to their passion, support your friends. Be there for your people. Because let me tell you, your friend, your confidant, your, you know, your good Judy probably took this leap and was scared as shit. And what they're looking for is just a little bit of love. How can you be the love and light in life and in other people's lives? That's what's so important for you moving into the next couple of weeks. It's not all about me, 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 me. It's all about how can I still be my best self and share that best version of myself with everybody else. This is actually something um, I bought a ring a couple of days ago. And um, I was in the store talking to somebody and there's this old, uh, like when I first started using crystals, people used to say, hey, don't let nobody touch your crystals because that's your energy, da, 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 whatever. And I have moved away from that belief. I'm just like, listen, aren't we supposed to be spreading the good energy? Aren't we supposed to be communicating and contacting each other? So he had made mention to me because I had touched his ring and I, you know, kept that old mentality. And he's like, no, like that's what we're here to do. Like, 
spread that knowledge, spread that energy. And if you felt it enough to touch it, didn't that mean it's supposed to be doing something for your life? That's what we're here to do. So I say all that to say, be the change in somebody else's life so that way they can be the change of yours. And if they're not getting with it, tell that bitch to get lost. Next is the three of pentacles, which is followed up by the four of pentacles. Now the three of pentacles is in reverse. So this is all in regards to your coin and how you actually do pay attention to the people in your life um, and how they're going to share a common vision with you or not. It says many hands make light work. As long as you share a common purpose and vision, everyone plays nice. So the key teaching is who are you working with and are you doing your best to be a part of the team? Is there anything you could do to make the interaction go more smoothly? Is there someone who isn't working well with others? If so, what is your best way to deal with this fact in a productive and useful manner? When you figure that out, you will figure out how to not have fear of not having enough um, and understanding that that may be more harmful than the lack itself. So you have to cut out what hasn't been serving you because that has been stopping you from getting to, your, getting to the bag, getting to the financial bag, I like to say, the spiritual bag, the emotional bag. Four of Pentacles says it's good to be cautious and careful with what we have, but there is such a thing as holding on too tightly. This goes for emotions as well as money. So how much do you truly need to be okay? Everybody has been experiencing, you know, breaking out of poverty mindset, especially as people of color. We come from a mindset of like, when you don't have this, it's not enough. You're always fighting to have, 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 have. And it's just like, well, baby girl, I'm in a place where, you know, I may not have the finances or the financial stability 100% in the way that I would like, but that does not mean that everything that I am, you know, going to bring in um, and everything that I have to share, like, this isn't enough. Like, it's more than enough. So it's just about refocusing and reformatting that belief. It also says, are your financial concerns real or are they based on the perception of lack because of past experiences or fears for the future? Sometimes we hold so tightly to what we perceive as necessary, we miss the big picture. This wants you to take a closer look and how you're dealing with financial issues and how much your emotions are coloring your attitude towards money. So this is all about you taking a moment to keep a calm mind, keep a calm spirit, allow your emotions and allow your vibrations to you know, pour out. If you need help, go ask for help. If you have help to give, lend a helping hand because at the end of the day, that is what is going to treat you and teach you that you are on this journey called life and you are winning because you are recognizing that it's all about how you interact with the world around you as you show up as your best self. How does that feel for you? Because I know you're a tarot reader, so I know you may have some ideas and some thoughts about these cards too, boo. Well, you did kill that reading, because I definitely agree. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, and I think it relates to a lot of what we were talking about. I was going to point out, because um, yes, this is my favorite part. Um, the King of Swords, which actually came up in the weekly readings that I do, like uh, mm -hmm. for the collective, mm -hmm. and it's and I it's funny because I've been getting court cards a lot, like as as almost like as my work has progressed, I've like only been getting court cards, and it's like okay, great, but it's been forcing me to like work with their energy. And with that being said, um, King of Swords, I think it's uh, also asking the question especially with this new moon energy and Scorpio and thinking of what needs to stay and what needs to go mm -hmm. thinking as you're reflecting on your past, um, that there does need to be, at least just in this specific context, there needs to be some objectivity, um, as you look, as you look to it, you know, to your past. And I, and me, that means that 
a lot of the times we get murky because um, a lot of like you're saying empress queen of cups there's a lot of emotional energy that needs to be present in this moment um and i think that what happens is when you get when you think about the past and what you want to bring you get lost what you want to mm -hmm. bring you know you kind of this person made me feel this way so therefore this is what the situation was and all of these different things and that kind of um confuses what the lesson sometimes may be or what um you need to get out of it uh even though those things may be true yeah. and that yeah you know like you were hurt and all those are all facts and yeah you it's king of swords it's saying what facts do i actually need to focus on uh to really see the bigger picture to really see where i'm going um so maybe thinking of your current state with the empress uh kind of talking about abundance and lush and uh also um for, uh like uh defending what you've what you've cultivated and defending what you've created thinking about uh with the queen of cups how have you been how have you been how are you now flowing and in flow you know and now that you're in this state or how have you been able to harness those things now you can also look back with through the lens of the king of swords and think okay emotionally now i feel a lot more uh i feel better and like i had, we were talking about earlier with the new moon now i may feel myself I, that was a defensive mechanism that i used before whatever it is to avoid x mm -hmm. now that i have that clarity using the king of swords energy of like okay where have i done that before what caused that to happen why mm -hmm. did i do that and then thinking of okay how do i ch what was the narrative then that i was trying to that i taken from that and how do i now change it you know i'm just thinking about it that way that's kind of what i really saw with the king and mm -hmm. you know that's funny how it came up with you too and then the three of pentacles reversed i definitely was thinking like how do you um uh or the question being are you where are you trying too hard to impress people mm -hmm. you know and where are you trying too hard to showcase that this is what i do you know this is who i am this is this convincing um trying to convince others of stuff that you've that you find valuable mm -hmm. and maybe thinking of especially with the reverse position uh mainly because it's in the reverse position thinking okay where are you trying too hard to prove to somebody who it doesn't even matter whether they believe that this is valuable or not the point is, is that you believe it to be valuable yeah. um and caught you know talking to the four of pentacles being like and then and then stay strong in that um you know and everything to also what you're saying but also thinking of four of pentacles of like okay how am i keeping what i have and cultivating it um and making sure that it's safe and clean and consistent and all these different things that i'm not spending my time trying to prove to people um, because emotionally with the queen of cups, I'm in flow emotionally. I don't necessarily yeah. need that from other people. So, and like on top of that, I think what you said in regards to all this feminine energy that's coming up is directly in relation to the three of pentacles. And I feel like that is going to be how people really like suss out what's going to work for them and what's not, at least mm -hmm. that's how like what's coming up like the emotional deficit that people may be feeling is what needs to be heightened and that might be what people need to like pay attention to going into this week in order for them to really just feel that grounding and really just feel like they are being heard fully because you know everybody wants to be heard 
you know? Mm -hmm. um, so the advice that we had as a backup, um, these come from the Sacred Symbols Oracle Deck by Marcella Kroll. Um, both of them, it's actually ironic because their numbers 41 and 41 in the deck that came out. Um, meditate is the first piece of advice in time. So this is saying, give it some time. You know that things are going, that things are happening, things are moving, um, but you have to sit with yourself and allow this to make sense. Allow this to kind of like be like, oh, okay, like I know that this is happening. I can take a deep breath. I can take a step back. I can give this time because I know my body. I know my body. I know myself and I know how I best react and I know how I best operate. So the advice for this week is just taking a moment to, you know, take some time, rest, and know that everything is going to take time in order for things to shift. Everything doesn't happen in the day, but at, you know, at the end of the day, this season is going to be very, very fast moving, fast paced. So how are you going to act in return? Absolutely. Yes. Well, listen, this has been such a joy. It was very wonderful to be getting back on the show. I miss recording. It was also, thank you so much. You were my first guest. Like, you know, I got my panel and stuff like that, but you're like my first guest that I like reached out to and, you know, wanted to get on the show and everything like that. So thank you for dealing with the kid. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have been on this and honored that this was, um, extended to me because I love to talk about tarot so and astrology and all this stuff so I'm excited to um have this conversation with you for sure now where can people find you where can people book any kind of like work with you how can they reach out to you so I'm mostly um on Instagram with weekly forecasts for the collective that's um I do have a collection of my daily ones when I used to do those Mm -hmm. uh for full not full transparency as if it's something i'm hiding but i am kind of working on the entrepreneurship side of uh, mm. my practice even though i have been doing tarot for a very long time i'm trying to figure that part out i'm reachable um through dms uh for readings i'm trying to do more written readings for people who are unable to do in-person readings as i'm mm. cutting those down um trying to focus on more quality things but i am Papa underscore Boko on both Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And those, and then I uh, try my best to keep up with the moon cycles and write on my website, which is where um, I do really feel a lot of, uh, I give forecasts for the full moons and the new moons uh, in sidereal astrology. So I'm working on the new moon in Scorpio one to be out for that one since I have to honor the sign that you know my moon is in but i do have a collection of different ones uh throughout the year this year where i pull a couple cards um and an oracle card and kind of write some uh information and uh and you know pose some questions and things like that and that's mostly where my work lands Listen, lays. you be on it you be on it <laughs> i'm always tuning in always listening and it's just like the concepts and the way in which you bring forth the information is what I'm absolutely like appreciative of because it's a very different style. And on top of that, I'm always into, as a male uh, tarot reader, energy worker, healer, it's always wonderful to see other men, you know, stepping into it and doing the work. So thank you for being here and thank you for doing the work. I just appreciate you on so many levels. Thank you. I appreciate you too. And you're, I, the feeling is mutual. That's why I followed and have been, um keeping up with your work because i think it's important that we do as men contribute uh to 
the healing of this toxic masculinity that's reaping. Wu Chile, Wu Chile, and just the collective in general, because everybody can use the touching hand, okay? Also true. All right. But also for me, you guys can find me on my website at gangstagurry.me. Listen, mama dropped a brand new motherfucking website since the last time y'all heard from me. So that means you can go book a service. Um, I have Reiki healing. Um, I can do it via distance or in your house, baby girl. I'm still doing my readings, have a variety of different readings I'm offering. We'll be offering the Akashic Records reading in 2020, um, which is essentially you having the opportunity to access the files of your soul. Um, I've, it, things are moving so fast. So I'm just so excited to have all of these things going on. This is something I can share with you guys. Um, since by this time, the episode will have already been dropped or will be dropping the next day. Um, but I actually, this is my second recording of the day. Um, early this morning. So y'all know I love Survivor. Y'all know I love Survivor. And this morning, um, I had the opportunity to record with the Purple Pants podcast. Now, the Purple Pants podcast is a podcast that is hosted by one of my good Judies, Bryce Johnston. Um, Bryce was a Survivor contestant on season uh, 28, Survivor Kageyan. Um, And, you know, I follow him. I follow a bunch of people from Survivor, know a couple of them, you know, ran into them in, you know, person. We talked to each other and stuff like that. But he has been such a wonderful person to get to know and have as a friend. He asked me to be the reader for his show twice a month. So I will be performing my first reading on the Purple Pants podcast this upcoming week. I believe it drops on this upcoming Tuesday. So you guys definitely have to check that out. If you're interested in hearing about the energy even further, you'll definitely want to check that episode out. And shout out to you, Bryce. I love you, baby girl. (laughs) And it's coming out under a new moon. How fitting. How fitting. I didn't even recognize that until you just made that, you know, park. It's like, child, I can't even talk. I'm so taken aback. Okay. So Tuesday, I was like, Tuesday's the day. Yes, it is. And listen, I did say that this season where I was about to get a crack a lack, and so this is a perfect example of the reason why. Mama's been doing her work. How you gonna act, collective? Okay. <laughs> However, thank you guys so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much, Papa Bofo, for being here. You guys know I love you because we go together now, and I cannot wait to have you guys back listening to me in a couple weeks. Let me know how your new moon um, in Sagittarius goes or your new moon in Sidereal Scorpio. Um, let me know if you guys have any questions, commentary, and I look forward to seeing you guys soon. Hallelujah. Holla back.